So, I mean, what I would say to that is uh, God's not afraid of your questions. So if you have questions, I would just encourage you to get in a quiet room, uh, put some music on, or just sit there and be like, like literally, I want you to do this. I want you to be like, God, if you're real, I want you to show me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to show me throughout the day with different interactions. And I, I promise you, he will show up because that's who he is. I've done this with so many different people and God shows up later that day. They'll be at a restaurant and people will be like, hey man, I just want to come up to you and tell you that uh, God knows that uh, he's real and uh, he loves you. I'm dead. What's up, everybody? This is the Compound Mindset Podcast, episode nine with my boy Legacy Mike here. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, geez, my Boston accent just came out there. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, let's just do a quick wisdom moment as I do each episode. Uh, there are three main fears that usually hold people back from doing things. It's the fear of success, the fear of failure, and the fear of other people's opinions. Um, I personally had the fear of success and a little bit of other people's opinions that it took me a little bit to overcome. And I think that's important to recognize that everybody or most people I know have had one of those fears that they've had to overcome to be successful. So uh, just a quick wisdom moment there. I wanted to chat with Mike today. As everybody knows, the compound mindset, we have um, six different areas we focus on. Today, I know one of those areas that's dear to, to Mike is, is the faith the faith part of that. So I really want to dive into that. But before we get there, Mike, uh, who is Legacy Mike? Legacy Mike. Legacy Entrepreneurs, <laughs> which Dan has become an equity partner of. Yeah, so I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we help entrepreneurs build their business, put teams and systems in place, things like that. And really where that came from was I was building my own companies from scratch. I was doing it all on my own. Didn't know what I was doing, and I wasn't seeing my family, wasn't spending time with my kids. I had a, a newborn at the moment uh, when I started my business, and I knew that I wanted to be more, and I wanted to leave a lasting impact, not only for my family, but on future generations of people around me. So what I do is uh, I build businesses, uh, we buy companies, dance a partner in that as well. Uh, we improve them, and then we have our mastermind group. So that's Legacy Mike, a father. Um, husband, uh, three kids, Ryan, Hannah, and Jordan, six, four, and three. So we got our hands full, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Three kids. Jeez, one, I'm outnumbered. Never mind three. That's uh, that's tough, but that's yeah. awesome. You go from uh, man to man to zone defense. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> Someone told me once, and it's so true, it's like having a kid, you're just trying to keep them from killing themselves all day long. Yeah. So having three and doing that with zone, that's that's tough. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to you and Kathy. Um, no, it's uh, it's honestly been awesome to get to know you and uh, building, you know, being joining legacy entrepreneurs. I'm excited about having um, Freedom Capital Group to buy businesses. Super excited about that one. We have a couple great ventures going on. Um, I know. Let's start off real quick. I want you to tell me. Uh, anybody who's done a Zoom call with Mike knows his life mission statements yep. on that Zoom call. So let's talk to people about what that is, yeah. what it means to you, and why it's important to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, every <clears throat> every business has or should has mm -hmm. a mission statement, yeah. right? But we don't always have a mission for our life, and our life mission supersedes our business mission statement. Mm -hmm. So if we don't know what we want out of our life, how are we going to make good decisions? 
So we, uh, one thing that Brian, our other business partner, talks about is getting time where you can sit down and think about what you want out of your life. Don't make this a 15 minute exercise where you write it on a piece of paper. Sit by the fire, have a bourbon, sit there for a couple hours, think about what you truthfully want. And think about it for the end game. When I take my last breath, when I'm on my deathbed, what do I want to be known for? It's not buying real estate and businesses, it's, it's the impact that you make. So my life mission is to be proud of the man I come become when I take my last breath, knowing that every action and interaction I had throughout my life inspired someone to be their very best. So every conversation we're having, I'm hoping that this inspires you guys to be your best, to go out there and live your legacy, not just to listen to some information that we have on this. I absolutely love that. And it's funny. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people ask that. The first time I had a Zoom call with Mike, I saw that. I was like, what is that? And he's telling me about it. You need to write your own. I have. I'm tweaking it. I need that bourbon by the fire for a little yeah. bit longer. But maybe in Italy, I have a wine by the vineyard and just think of what my life's mission is. But I, I truly think, that, I mean, this is what it's all about is hitting all these areas in life so you can truly be happy and knowing your life's mission is going to help you achieve that. So I think that's that's amazing. Um, I want to talk, hop right into it and just talk a little bit about your faith journey. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about like when you were younger to now, what's that journey look like? And yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I uh, grew up in the church. Um, but then I got to an age where I was about high school and really in college when I was like, I can make my own decisions now. I don't have to go to church. My parents <laughs> aren't, aren't going to drag me there. And, uh, when I got in college, I was like, if Jesus is real and if I truthfully believe in this, one, I want to know everything I can about it. And two, I want to be able to walk it out for myself and make my own decisions. So I got really involved, um, tested things, um, really sought after God. And that's when I took it seriously. And I just want to say to you guys too, that uh, faith is in terms of where I see things on the ladder is the most important thing. Like You have your earthly life, but then you have your spiritual life that again, supersedes that, right? Mm -hmm. So we are humans having a, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that I believe and everything on top of the, the family and the business, all of that comes from God, in my opinion. I, I like that. Spiritual beings having a human experience. Okay. It's the first time I've heard that. I like that. That's what it is, man. That's pretty deep. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Um, so when did you start, like we talk about compounding here. So this episode, we talk about compounding your faith. When did you really start like, has it been your whole life? Have you at a certain point where you really started doubling down on it? You said in college, you, you yeah. realize where you're at. You can make your own decisions. You're a big boy now. And you are saying, okay, faith is important to me. I want to know a lot about it. How did you compound that? Like, what do you do? Do you read the Bible every day? Do you just go to church? How do you, how has that growth been for you? Yeah. Well, um, the biggest thing was I just realized that I needed God. When I was growing up, you know, things are handed to you and you grow up in a nice house or, or whatever. And he realized, man, I need God. Like I'd started a business and I was like, now I have business advisors, but just think about this logically for a second. If God is real mm -hmm. and he knows everything and he knows what's already happened and everything that's going to happen and all of those things, if I seek him and I ask him and he gives me the answers, that's like the ultimate cheat code. So <laughs> that's when I started tapping into it, like praying, God, what do I do in this situation? take time to, to process it. And a lot of times things that he would say to me, the thoughts that would come to my head, I'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. But if I believe in this God, I'm going to do it and see what happens. And it didn't always work out the way I thought it would initially, but it always worked out for the good. So mm -hmm. I, would I, would, I would just tell you guys, like, test it, you know, like pray to God, see what he says, and then 
and then use that. So that's where the compound effect mm -hmm. comes from. You know, reading the Bible, obviously, that's like a, that's like the the template, the encyclopedia, things like that. But you know, just test it for yourself. I love that. He had the up down up down left right left right A V A V yeah. select start. I think that was a Nintendo cheat code back in the day, mm -hmm. if I have that right. Game genie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about. Um, How's faith in business? Kind of, you touched a little bit upon it there, but how does faith in business kind of work together for you? Yeah, well, it's your set of values. You mm -hmm. know, like we all have a you know mission, vision, core values for every company we have. Well, I also have a personal mission, a personal vision, and a personal core values. So, I mean, maybe I want to answer a question with a question. Like, how do you determine your values as a person? I don't. Do you have any, any thoughts on that? Like, how do you how do you know how to treat people? Yeah, that's a good point. I'd say me personally, being someone that's faithful but not necessarily religious, as we've talked about, has stemmed from different things, such as I did grow up Christian, so Ten Commandments, and also the way I shape my values is just not the what is it? The, not the golden rule, the platinum rule. I want yeah. to do on the others as they want done unto themselves, and try to always treat people in that manner. So that's. Yeah. But I guess my parents, a little bit of religion back in the day, and just trying to be a good person is how I've shaped mine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that just answers the question pretty much. Is like that's what I use it for is to figure out what my values are as a person and, um, you know, treat people that way with, with love and compassion. And it's uh, the fruit of the spirit. And the Bible says joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. So, you know, that's pretty much what my values are. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, was that supposed to be rhetorical, by the way, that you asked me? And I answered and I wasn't supposed to. Sorry. No, you it's supposed <laughs> to. It's like... A, no, no, that was a rhetorical no, question. We're, <laughs> we're training these new sales reps, so every day we're doing role play. And I'm yeah. like, you always answer a question with a question. You agree and you ask a question. So I'm going to do the same thing to you, dude. Don't, I'm gonna just, <laughs> don't, don't just keep asking why. Yeah, right. <laughs> why? <laughs> um, all right. So when you're... Um, how do you incorporate faith into when you're deciding on a path to go? Like you said, you've owned a couple businesses um, and you've sold a couple businesses. You've started Legacy Entrepreneurs, a great um, coaching and mentorship and uh, program. When you're either business-wise or personal-wise looking to take on a new venture, how do you incorporate faith into that? Yeah. yeah. Pray about it every day. Um, and I know some of you guys might be like, all right, what do I do? I go like this, put my hands together, <laughs> cross them perfectly. Um, guys, like the God that I know is very real. He already knows everything about us. He already knows everything that we're going to do in our life, every good, bad thing that we do, all that stuff. So I just believe in being real with him. And I'll just sit down with my coffee, hang out, and I'll just, in my head, I'll be like, what do you think of this, God? And just wait for the thoughts to come through my head. And I'll have, I'll have thoughts, and I'll write them down, and I'll be like, and this doesn't make sense. And then I'll just go back and be like, tell me a little bit more about this. And just the thoughts and the journaling and all those things. And it helps me make decisions. He's uh, the ultimate advisor. So helps me uh, see things that we definitely can't see. You know, a lot of stuff behind mm -hmm. the scenes and things like that. So I mean, that's the advocate right there. Oh, I love that. Actually, you know, it's giggling a little bit because it reminded me of that's exactly what we do with chat GPT. Is that God? Yeah, right? <laughs> chat God PT. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think. Oh people, my god! You just keep asking the questions, and it builds. But yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that people they just see God as like this, like Zeus. He's up there, and he's just like, oh, everyone bow down to me. It's like, dude, he already he knows you. Like he knows who you are, and he created you this way. So you can be open and honest with him. Like yeah. I think um, we take our human relationships, and maybe we take 
um, our human experiences with our own father. And we kind of view that as that's who God is, but God is perfect. So he doesn't condemn us. He doesn't make us feel bad or you know, like he already knows the thoughts we're having in our head, you know? Yeah. I love that thought about it because it's one thing, you know, back in the day, you know, going to church and all that stuff, it wasn't always taught that way. And I love your, I love your mindset of it. I love like how, how you approach it and how, you know, how it's helped you grow and be who yeah. you are. I think it's amazing. Um, and honestly, I truly do want to learn these things from people in my, in my accountability group. One of the pillars is faith, and I—that's—that's that's my weakest point. I have the hardest part with that because yeah. I'm—I'm I'm just, I guess, a little lost. Yeah. So I try to figure out what what faith is for me. Is yeah. kind of been my journey over the last month, and over the next couple months is my journey. Um, so I enjoy having this conversation. Yeah. Well, can I follow up with a, a question? Go. Or take off your outline. No. Go. 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 <laughs> all right. So, I love the open dialogue. So we didn't follow I'm, the agenda the last one at yeah. all. So don't worry. Go. Good. Let's go. All right, cool. So one thing that I've noticed. So I'm actually, I'm in the process of writing a book. It's called Look for Patterns. Hmm. We always talk about what successful people do. But the reality is a very small portion of people are really successful in our eyes. They have a lot of money and relationships and all these things. So in order for someone to change, you have to understand what you're currently doing. Instead of always understanding what the successful thing is, you have to identify what the unsuccessful behavior is. So then you can then pivot into the successful behavior. And I'll give you an example. One thing I've noticed out of people who are unsuccessful in an area or stuck or don't know what they want is they speak in generalities. So for me, for my health, that's one area that I'm not um, super successful at right now. I will say things like, I just want to feel good. I just want uh, my clothes to fit better. I just want to look good on camera. I just want to be able to go to a pool and like not be embarrassed, right? That's generalities. That does not define health. So when we talked and you're like, spiritual you're like i just want to be a good person well, what does that mean how do you define that how do you define your values where does that come from being a good person could be stealing from someone could think that's a good person and then you'd be like well that's crazy stealing is bad it's like under what frame of mind though where does that come from oh that's deep i yeah. don't know i don't know that i know that answer yet yeah i mean i would say the only thing i'd say it's like stealing and doing, like if you hurt someone else anything you do that can affect someone else negatively to me couldn't be a value yeah why is that? Because I don't. I just wouldn't want to hurt anybody else. Like, yeah. So not, not intentionally. Obviously, it yeah. can happen unintentionally. But that's a good point. I don't. Yeah, the I fo- do speak in generalities with faith. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the follow up is like, let's get that clear of what that belief system is, whatever it is. Like, let's just nail that down. And then, um, I mean, I know I said I grew up in the church and I believe in Jesus and all those things, but dude, I did so much research into other religions and other ways of, I mean, I haven't traveled overseas and gone to the churches and stuff, but there's just things I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And, you know, I've pursued my own faith and own journey in that. So I would challenge you to do that too, because you're going to find out what truth is. Yeah. That's part of what I want to do when I'm in Italy. Yeah. Seriously, just just think about faith and like what that means to me yeah so that's one thing i promise you could hold me accountable for sweet one thing i'll be doing um obviously we're business partners on a couple ventures uh tell me a little about you can't just say i prayed on it you gotta have something different now yeah becoming business partners i guess i guess here's the where i'll go with it you know you and your other the other business partner i believe have similar faith um, beliefs i do not yeah um what made you still want to become a partner with myself? Yeah. Um, you know, rather than someone with the same faith system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you want the real answer? Or do you want yeah, me to go. Just, Okay, cool. 
So um, I wake up. Straight, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> I wake up every night at three o'clock in the morning, pretty much. Just been a habit since I've been an entrepreneur, and uh, I don't do it. I it just naturally happens to me. I wake up every night, mm-hmm. and um, I take some time to pray and listen to God. And um, the day before we were meeting at Clear Vision for the quarterly mastermind, woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, God, what are we talking about today? He said, I want Dan Rivers and Legacy Entrepreneurs, and I want you to talk to him about it tomorrow. I'm like, this is super uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And then I talked <laughs> to you about it, and I went home that, that day, and I was like, ah, oh, dude, I think I made a mistake. Like, do I want this guy in? Like, I don't know this guy. I've known him for like a month. And I just like opened up everything that I had to him, you know? And he just kept reassuring me. He's like, I want Dan in. I want Dan in. Then I went and talked to Brian, and I told him uh, before Moab. I'm like, hey, I, I really want Dan in. And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know Dan. I don't know what he believes in. I don't know him as a person. I, like, I'm meeting him one time, and we're just going to get him into this company. And I just kept praying. But God's like, just keep praying. Just keep pressing it. Just keep pressing it. And I said, God, if this is what's going to happen, I need you to open the door. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to do or say that's going to convince Brian this is a good idea, that's going to convince Dan that this is a good idea, or that's going to make me feel better, right? Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. And everything just went the way it was supposed to go. So... That's how it happened. Wow. That is deep. I love you being vulnerable. Thank you. And open Absolutely. up to it. Yeah. It's a real story. Yeah. So I guess God still believes in me. <laughs> Step it up on my end. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, dude. It's not about performance yeah. at all. Like, if we believe in grace and we believe, um, I mean, obviously, God has these things in place to protect us, yeah. right? Like, let's just, let's get real here, right? That's what we're yeah. doing. Like, obviously, we don't want to cheat on our spouses or lust after other women because that's hurtful to the other person mm-hmm. and it's hurtful to us because yeah. it damages that relationship. So I think people look at these rules and they're like, oh my gosh, I got all these rules. It's like, it's here to protect us and mm-hmm. to make us better people. Like, self-control, right? Like, oh, another rule. It's like, well, you know, going crazy and drinking alcohol all the time and, you know, eating bad food and all this stuff, like it, it makes you unhealthy. So it's there for a reason. It's there to make us the best version of ourselves. I mean, that's a good point. It's, it's, I've just started, it's, we were talking about this in the last one. Health has been my focus now for health and personal growth have been my two bigger focuses recently. Yeah. And I'm now weighed myself this morning at 176. I was at 189, so down about 12 pounds. Um, eating healthy and, and working out because I've made it one of my focuses right now. But I hadn't for the last two three years, and and I've noticed myself. Guess what? I got more energy. My my head's clear. My you know I'm able to think a little bit better. I'm able to to I don't know not get winded spending time with my daughter running after a one and a half year old because that's not easy. They're pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like how you mentioned, you know, I like how you just mentioned that as far as like, um, you know, that, that, that mindset that shit. and the same thing with faith. Now, now I got to slide in faith and that's going to be my pivot point. Now that health, I'm getting under control. I'll pivot and have faith be that, 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 um, direction to go in. Um, yeah. but I, that is a really good story about you did not, that's the first time he's opened up to me about the legacy entrepreneur yeah. story. Dude, um, I mean, I got stories for days like that. That crazy stuff. That is. Uh, Remind me to tell you the Rolex story at some point. All right. <laughs> Might have to hit that by the end of this. We'll see. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about faith and how it affects your drive. Yeah, dude, that's a great question. I mean, I'm gonna ask a question. Answer a question. With a question. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what a. How, and I heard you say it on a previous. We talk this every day. Like, why do you get up and work so hard every day? Oh, that's a good question. 
I mean, obviously, I could cop out and say what family. Yeah, you know, it's it's your say, why. I could say family and, and that, but it's it's really to build a legacy and have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your why, right? Yeah. And so you've identified that as your why. Well, my why is that I am serving my God. Yes, sir. right. Yeah. So everything that stems from that, obviously, He wants to bless me with, um, you know, money and connections and relationships and all these things, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm out here trying to be the best example I can for, for my God. So that's what gives me the drive, you know? And then when we talk about legacy and helping people, the reason I'm helping people is because I know that's going to make a positive impact not only on the earthly side, but on the spiritual side and the eternal side, which is the most important thing, right? Mm. So when I die and I take my last breath and I know that people have positive interactions with me, I don't want them to just say, I will have failed if this happens. If people are like, he helped me build a million dollar company. He helped connect me to uh, a lender that gave me the money to buy a $10 million deal. I will have failed if that's the only thing they say about me. I want Mm -hmm. them to say, Mike helped me grow spiritually and he helped me connect with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what gives me the drive. That's what gives me excited. I love it. Oh, that's all right. There's some fire right there, because I gotta tell you, Mike's got fire, so now we know where it's coming from. <laughs> I told you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen his Roofmeister commercial? Oh yes. my god, he's got fire. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Um, tell me a little bit about f- faith and, um, like, obviously, you have three kids, wife. Like, what does that mean helping grow in your family? Yeah, man, it's tough. No. <laughs> uh, we're not always perfect. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wanna be real about that. I do get angry, I get frustrated. Um, and I think that's part of being a father and being an example of showing them that it, it's real and that mm-hmm. we can grow and that we need to grow. Um, so my thing is I, I, I read this line of I want to teach my kids and equip them and help them. But I also don't want to hold their hand either and be like, if you do these things and you follow these rules and I'll, like I want to be the example of what it means to make mistakes and operate under grace and all of those things. So I don't know about necessarily answers the question but i uh, i just want to be a good example for my kids mm-hmm. and that goes back to you know understanding the word of god understanding the value system and those things and then going to them and being like hey i, I made a mistake buddy like i should not have gotten angry about that and i'm sorry for that so yeah I, th- I think that is huge and i'm trying to implement that i use the word vulnerability humble yeah. it's very similar of i think I'm no master at this yet. I mean, I have one 18-month-old, but I see some of the, you know, you see kids on different spectrums. You see, like, the hellions, and then you see, like, the very well-behaved, great kids. And I I always ask myself, like, what is the difference? Like, what makes a great kid? What makes a hellion? What else? And sometimes it's probably some things out of our control, but I think a lot of it is in our control and i and i like what you just said i truly feel that maybe the humble and being a person and treating them like a person is probably a big game changer yeah you know like and i see parents interact with kids that seem very well behaved they're not talking to them in baby voice they're not telling them hey do this so shut up they're not that they're what they're saying to the kids are Hey, we talked about that. Let's put down that that Game Boy. I'll, I'll age myself right there. Now, my put, kids have Game Boys. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's still cool. It's still cool. Yeah. Let's put down that Game Boy. And, you know, we talked about doing it for five minutes. Put that Game Boy. Now let's focus on coloring or whatever the thing. Like, it's that calm, cool, collective, teaching by example type of deal. And then being humble and vulnerable. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, how has your faith evolved? <laughs> 
Um, it just got more real, you know. When you're a kid, it starts out at Sunday school and a uh, piece of paper and the Ten Commandments and whatever the religion or faith that you follow, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of that stuff. And then as you grow, it just becomes more real, you know. It's like we don't need coloring sheets or anything like I mean, you can if you want. But, <laughs> uh, that's how it's evolved. And then um, it's just become more natural and free-flowing once you realize who God is and how he operates. I mean, he's with me he's with me right now, man. And uh, just I'm driving over here and just preparing those things. I mean, I just talk to him. And, and I think um, people get confused by this where they're like, so how does God speak to people? Does he like audibly say like, Dan, I want you to do this? It's like, no, not necessarily. Some people it does. I've heard of that before. But in the example I gave you earlier about him speaking to me um, in the middle of the night, it was just a thought that came to my head that I was like, that is not my thought. Mm. Like, I like Dan. He's a good dude. And I definitely would like to team up on certain things. But that is not something that I fundamentally thought of. Yeah. So that's how it's evolved. It's just become more real. That's pretty That's pretty amazing. I like hearing that. Yeah. Um, wow, you really opened up my mind here. I like this. I knew this interview was going to be really fun to do because, again, it's one of my weaker points. And it's one of your... It's, it's your why. Yeah. So I love having this chat. Um, tell me an aha moment in your faith. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm kind of going to keep hitting the same examples, but it was when I realized that uh, God isn't just here to uh, condemn us or give us a set of rules and like that. There was actually like a cheat code with it. Mm-hmm. He knows everything and uh, we can go to him and just be real. Um, that, that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, this is a real thing that we're going through. And uh, just take it a step further, man. I know um, some people really struggle, and I've struggled with this before, thinking about the concept of eternity. Like, it's just our brains can't wrap our minds around. Just thinking about what we're doing here and how how impactful it is on the eternity side, but at the same time realizing that what we're doing here is so short. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, if, if you're frustrated with someone, forgive them. Who cares? Like, we're, all, we're literally all going to die. Yeah. Like, a hundred years from now, with one hundred percent success rate, none of us that are in this building are going to be here. Yep. Right, dude. Life is way too short to hold on to grudges. Oh, I had this bad business partner, or this guy disrespected me. It's like, dude, forgive him and move on. Mm-hmm. People are always like, "Well, I'm I'm going to wait until that person apologizes to me, then I'll forgive." No, 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 no. That's not what God says. That's not who He is. You forgive first, even if they don't forgive you. You love that person. You love your enemies. Like that's that's a big thing, guys. Don't hold on to hate. It's just so stupid. I mean, that's that is so deep. And then hate just bringing up, it's just building up a negativeness in your heart and your body. I mean, your stress. So we got got this whoop watch on. I'm sure my stress level will be up the more I hate someone, the more I get mad at someone. I mean, just think about the small aspect of it. You're driving, someone cuts you off. Yeah. And you're pissed at them, and you hope they get in an accident or whatever the case is. I'm not saying necessarily you do it, but like I'm not. Not saying that thoughts not crossed my mind before. Yeah. Obviously not hurt, but you're like, oh, I hope you ding your car or something yeah. like that. And you're right. It takes up all that negative space. And why not just be like, you know what? Now I've done a better job. I will tell you, I've done a lot better job of being, oh, yeah. that person may be in a rush. That person's kid may be sick. That person yeah. may be late to the second job. And if they're late again, they're going to lose it and not be able to pay their rent. Yeah. That person, like putting yourself in the perspective of saying, hey, try to feel that other person's possible pain or possible where they're sitting Dude. And it really changes your mindset. Like I was at the coffee shop the other day with someone and this woman was a little rude and the guy I was with kind of said something like, I don't know, they just made a comment that wasn't that. I was like, dude, what if she just wasn't having a good day? What if like, yeah. what if like 
I don't know, she woke up and her kid's really sick or in the hospital dealing with cancer or like lost her mother or like something really bad happened and that's why she's in a bad mood. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you, just just not in a good mood. And and he's like, you know what? You're right. My bad. I should not have said that. Yeah. You know, I don't know her situation and where she's yeah. in. And hopefully I made that impact on one day. But that's that's where I think faith really comes in. It's like be a good person. Yeah. And I know you said that. I know that's a general answer. But, like, to define it deeper is, like, always do the right thing. Stand up, say something, you have to say something. Yeah. Step in when you have to step in. Try to make something right. Make someone's day a little bit better. Yeah. I think those are the things that um, that are important to go to go by. Um, I want to know, do you have any... Do you have any words of wisdom? And we talked a little bit about this, but... Yeah. Talk to me or talk to our audience as someone who maybe doesn't have a you know doesn't believe in faith or doesn't believe in a specific religion or how would you guide them to try to i know we've talked a little bit about it maybe you'll hop more on those points but like how do you guide them to try to find that find that faith yeah uh if you ask yourself better questions you get better answers right Mm -hmm. so so i mean what i would say to that is uh god's not afraid of your questions so if you have questions, I would just encourage you to get in a quiet room, uh, put some music on, or just sit there and be like, like literally, I want you to do this. I want you to be like, God, if you're real, I want you to show me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to show me throughout the day with different interactions, and I, I promise you, he will show up, because that's who he is. I've done this with so many different people, and God shows up later that day. They'll be at a restaurant, and people will be like, hey, man. I just want to come up to you and tell you that uh, God knows that uh, he's real and uh, he loves you. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I've seen stuff like this happen. So uh, I just encourage you. And maybe it won't be that exact thing, but there will be something throughout the day. You're like, okay. And then you take that and you run with it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, God, I had this interaction. I had this thought. That wasn't me. What do I do with that? And then just keep digging into it. And then the second thing, I guess more practically speaking, is find somebody that you admire and just talk to them about their faith. So I, I know you met Jim Parks, but that was a guy that I was like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing, at least appears. And uh, I asked him a bunch of questions and he was like, hey, this is how you should handle this. You know, I would ask God this or that. And that's how I really started diving into it. Yeah. No, I love that advice. I'm going to take it. I'm going to sit, like I said, that fire and glass of wine and yeah. really dive into it. Yeah. I'm you really know Jesus turned him. water into yeah. wine, right? That was literally the first miracle he ever did. So is that why I love red wine? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, awesome. Well, I want to hop into the compound round right now. Let's this is it. where I ask everybody uh, these questions. Uh, two, three minute answer. But if you need to dive deeper, go, man. Um, the compound mindset. We have six areas of our life. We have health, mental, and physical. We have uh, wealth. We have relationships. We have faith personal growth and making the world a better place. All right. We dove, we dove into faith here on this episode, but I want you to talk about, is there any other area in your life right now that you're trying to compound um, that you're focusing on? And what is that? Yeah. I mean, the two big ones right now are uh, wealth and health. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like mentally I'm pretty good, but I know I could definitely physically be a lot better shape. And just what you were saying before, last year I did 75 hard and I really, for 75 days was dialed in. I could just tell like no alcohol, eating a strict diet, working out every day, no days off, reading, all those things. I was like, man, I feel really good. And then my goal was after that to kind of not do that to that extreme, but kind of dial it back a little bit. And then I just 
over time just kind of went way off on the deep end. So the other day I was like, man, I should do 75 hard again. Then I'm like, yeah, but then I'm going to go through the same pattern of do it extreme for 75 days and then fall off. So mm -hmm. that's something that I'm trying to figure out, like, what should I be doing? What am I going to stick with for the next 50 years of my life, right? What's something that's going to be realistic? So that's definitely one of them. And then wealth, um, I know I told you before, I went through a season, I've been an entrepreneur for six years now, where I was just building, building, building. I built a couple companies. I sold everything off, sold my shares to everything, sold my one company outright. And now it's like, I'm hitting the reset button with all the tools and everything that I've been armed with. So, you know, we're, we're buying companies, we're building legacy entrepreneurs, um, we're doing some marketing things. We're just trying to build that wealth and build those assets, turn legacy entrepreneurs into this, this big corporation, so to speak. And same thing with our businesses. I love it. I love it. Um, now you bring up a good point because we talk about all the time, how many people do a diet and then you, then it's a diet. So like you go so extreme. My wife always tells me I do extreme things, but you go so extreme and then you're right. Then you, then you're like, fuck it. I'm, I'm sorry. You're Damn it. I'm not sure, doing this yeah. anymore. Sorry. I swore in the faith episode. Jeez. Um, anyway, <laughs> rewind yeah. that. Um, so anyway, my point is like, it's, it's hard. Like when you do a diet, like you're going to hop off and everything. It's, it, it, it's difficult. You're right. It has to be a life changing thing. Just that's why we talk about the compound mindset. Yeah. It's compound. So like what little things can you do every day that'll make that big effect? Same thing on the wealth part. The yeah. little things we're doing is we freedom capital group. We got the roof meister, like I see entrepreneurs We're making it a little bit better here and there and blowing that stuff up. Stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's the same thing that I, you know, it's, it's helped me. I mean, I've maybe gone a little bit, but I just, now I fast and I, you know, do different things on the, on the diet side, which is not always eat, not diet, but, um, the eating side, something that I can do on a daily basis and I'm not going to regret it. Like I, my personal trainer is like, no cream in your coffee. I'm like, oh, and then he's like, no wine. And I'm like, one or the other. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I have my wine, but no yeah. cream in my coffee and I'm willing to do that stuff. And, uh, yeah. um, but that is an important thing that you said, though, because and that's the whole reason why I put this podcast on. It's it's the little steps. Like take a little step today and tomorrow and tomorrow, and just keep compounding every day of your life to be a little bit better. Yeah, and that's how that's how we achieve those things. Um, I want to hear. I'm Legacy Mike, and I'm successful because. Talk to me, man. Man, that's a tough question. Uh, I'm successful because I'm me. I'm authentic. I'm real. Um, you can't hurt me. Uh, like I, I'm just a good dude. Um, I'll always do the right thing. And, um, I just know that if I do those things, the money's going to come, the assets are going to come, the relationships are going to come. So I just focus on that. Um, I don't do anything in particular. I don't wake up and say 10 Hail Marys. I mean, you got to check out my social media. I just did a post this morning about, uh, you know, the guru is saying you got to do this whole crazy morning routine. I'm not against routines. I do read. I do uh, pray. I, you know, I do have a routine, but... I'm not doing a cold shower. Yeah, right? I'm that's not what, doing yeah. a cold shower. <laughs> people are like, oh, I got to do these things. I'm just me. And that's why people like doing business with me and like hanging with me. So I'm just going to keep doing that. That's why I feel like I'm successful. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We've talked about this and I know God is your why. Um, just wanted to dive a little bit deeper. Is there anything else that is... You know, we're all allowed to have more than one why. Yeah. So do you have any other whys you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, seeing other people succeed is huge. Everyone's got to win. So, uh, you know, I want everyone to, to do the things that I'm doing and even greater things. Um, other than that, I mean, and it's, you know, it's the same stuff. It's the family and the travel and the fun. 
uh, you know, I'm doing my list of goals. I don't just list out my income goals. I'm listening like, hey, how many trips can I go on with my wife this year? How many trips can I go on with my kids this year? So we're going to do Legoland with the kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife and I, we already went on a cruise. And then we're going to do a Vegas trip later in the year. Things like that. Being able to travel, being able to pick up and just go. Uh, I'm sure you're this way, but I just get into those moments sometimes where I'm like, oh man, I've just been doing this stuff. I've been on these calls. I've been, I, like, I just, I just need to go. I need to go somewhere. Yep. I don't care. And then I'll just be like, who's hosting a mastermind? Uh, what weekend trips can I go do? Where can I get away for a couple of days? And, and we did that cruise right out of Charleston. It's just like drive 30 minutes. You're on a boat. The next day you're in the Bahamas. I'm like, let's go. Cell phones off. Relax. Love that. And yeah. just unplug for a couple of days and reset and then come back stronger. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, Let's talk about, uh, it doesn't have to be, it could be book, podcast, audible, or I, I like to add to maybe someone new on social media you're following, mm. um, but like, can you have a couple of references or? Yeah, um, John Maxwell is my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I love leadership. Um, he's a good guy. He's actually a Christian as well, but uh, just all of his stuff on leadership. He's got a lot of other books too, so that's a good one. And from a spiritual perspective, I follow Chris Valatin. He's out of uh, California. He's got some really good books. He's really into leadership and culture and things like that, building teams. So listen to a lot of his stuff. He's got some crazy stories about how building his business. Um, he was a business owner. He had nine businesses throughout his career. So I really jive with that because it's relatable. And he's got a lot of uh, a lot of stories too. So. Love that. And before we go, because I know you guys are all wanting to hear this, tell us the Rolex story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, this is a good story. So um, I was really frustrated in my life. I was building my cleaning business. We were just starting to make decent money. And I'm like, man, I, I feel like I need to reward myself with something. So I was looking at buying maybe like a tag or something like that. And those are like two, three grand, depending on what you get. And every time I put it on, I'd just be like, man, I don't want this. I want a Rolex, mm-hmm. you know? I want a Rolex. <laughs> so, but I didn't, have, I didn't have the money for the Rolex. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a book by Chris Valentin. It's called Poverty, Riches, and Wealth. I was reading it. And in the, in, in the book, it said... If you are frustrated right now because you don't feel like you're getting what you deserve, I want you to put your head down and I want you to pray right now and ask God why. So I put my head down and God said, I know there's something you want, but it's not the right time to have it. You want the Rolex and you will have it, but I need you to do some things first before you get it. Mm-hmm. Cool. What are those things? Uh, <laughs> so um, he's like, uh, I want you to buy all your guys that are on your team. I want you to buy them nice watches first. So I started, a, I got a subscription service called Watch Gang and I had a $100 a month subscription. I got three of those a month and I got a $300 a month subscription, one of those. So every guy that joined our team got a minimum of $100 watch when they joined. If they did something awesome, they got a $300 watch and our guys loved it. It was awesome. And um, occasionally I would take some of those like three or $500 watches and I'd wear them myself. Then are those Folexes? Yeah, right. (laughs) They were cool. They were like micro brands, so they were just like really cool Uh. looking watches. So then, um, so then I started. I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this Rolex. I'm gonna get this Rolex. Then the next test came. Said, I want you to take the money because I had the cash at the bank. I started making the money. It's like I want you to take the cash that you're gonna buy the Rolex, and I want you to donate it to the church. So I donated, it was, uh, it was like $6,300. So I donated it to the church, helped fund someone's mission trip and someone's tuition for um, their Christian school. Then when I had my first 100K month, I was like, uh, I don't even want watch anymore. I've got the 100K month, like I don't even care about it. Mm-hmm. And every morning for a week straight, I'd wake up, first thought in my head was, I want you to get that Rolex. <laughs> 
I'm like, this is so stupid. I am so busy. I don't even have time to go look for a watch. Wake up the next morning. I want you to get that watch. By the end of the week, God was like, Mike, you need to go to the store today and get this watch. And I was talking to my pastor buddy, and he's like, you are being disobedient to God by not getting this watch. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so we had the worst day we ever had in company history. We're cleaning like 50 units in one day, college apartments. I'm running this vacuum uh, steam cleaner. It's like hot as balls in there. It's like 90 degrees, humid. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, and then I was just like, go get the watch, go get the watch. And I was like, I don't have time for this. The jeweler calls me and he's like, hey, bud, uh, I'm going to sell this watch to another store if you don't come in and buy it today. I'm like, I'm going down there right now. <laughs> so That's awesome. I pick, put this watch on. It's sized exactly to my wrist. And it's a date just, and the date was set to my birthday. Tell me that's a coincidence. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. The other side of this too, and I know you heard the story in Moab about my grandfather. Um, he had a Rolex, and we don't know what happened to it because he lost everything. And uh, my goal is that I bought this watch. It's actually my son's. I'm just borrowing it for the time being. So I'm going to give this to him when he becomes a man, and um, he's going to keep it, and it's going to be a legacy piece. So I just got to figure out which one I want. <laughs> so, dude i love that yeah. i really appreciate that thanks for being on today do you want to tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they want to join legacy entrepreneurs or yeah have a uh, chat? hit me up on social media legacy mike i answer all my messages so you guys need any help need any resources let me know yeah we do have a paid coaching group there's a lot of free re resources we have so just hit me up i'd be happy to help you any way i can so. awesome thanks for coming today man appreciate Absolutely. you thank you all dude. Right. peace